Retro Rebel Gamecast episode 25 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you, the listeners. Retro Rebel is released every week. You can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you want to see more from us, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon slash Temple of Geek. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and I'm one of your hosts, and with me today is my fellow Rebel host, Amanda. What's going on, Amanda? Hey, now my man, how's it going? Hey, man. Hey, man. That was very like King of the Hill there for a second. A ding dong, ding dong. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. Um. <clears throat> well, what what have you been playing? This is always our first first go around. Let's go around the room, and by around the room, I mean let's get you to tell me first. What have you been playing? <laughs> I mean, let's ask the one other person in this uh, <laughs> conversation. That's right. <laughs> go around the room, <laughs> ghost. Go. Go. Next. <laughs> Nothing? Okay. Well, Amanda, I guess it's you again. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I did, uh, as I mentioned last week that I was going to, I did go play uh, Halo Wars 2, and I am prepared to render my judgment. Ooh, okay. So, my judgment is this. If you like real-time strategy games... It's probably decent. It's got a bit of a card game thrown in there as well with the Blitz Packs, um, which lets you like summon units for a real-time strategy plus Magic the Gathering sort of situation, nice. which is interesting. It's a very interesting concept. Uh, it's got your normal RTS like versus multiplayer and multiplayer AI matches, and then it's got a fairly decent campaign, which serves to introduce you to sort of all of the different types of enemies and the, the sort of match objectives and things that you're going to need like later on. However, fucking turns out I'm not really into that sort of game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it started so it's, good. I'm, I'm decent at it. I would say I'm all right. I just find it incredibly stressful. Like, nothing about that was enjoyable gaming experience. It just made me angry. Okay. Uh, it was It was very, you know, there's timers beeping down, and your troops out in the field are yelling things at you, and you're trying to build stuff in your base, and chaos is happening all around you. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of like a slightly more linear experience, I say, after having experienced this. So you've kind of got to get really good with hotkeys. You've got to think about... Like, you've got to pay attention to pretty much live on the mini-map and pay attention to where all the troop movements are so you can anticipate, like, where they're going to go next. And I just found, like, it was a lot of juggling, like, (laughs) it wasn't, like, as fun as other types of games that I play. I did not feel immersed. I felt stressed. Oh, (laughs) well, that's not good. Yeah, and even my husband said when he was watching you play, like, this is incredibly stressful. And I was like, yep. And he's like, why are you playing it? It's like, because I told the podcast folks that I was going to do it, and now I have to do it. 
And he goes, oh, that's Lisa. <laughs> so I've done it. Yeah. I've well. done I I've played quite a few hours. I made it through uh act three of the campaign. I played uh one or two matches of every game type that it has available so that I would feel, you know, confident enough to render my judgment. And my judgment is if you like that sort of thing, it'd be fun, but if you don't, it's stressful as hell. Nice. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. Well, um I've been playing uh, a number of well, I, I, I kind of went back into my backlog and have been trying to catch up on some of these games that I haven't right. gotten to. Um, one of which uh, was one that I've been wanting to play since December. I've talked about it on other podcasts before, and uh, still haven't finished it, but I've gotten back into it. And it was the Last Guardian. Um, oh, right, the Dog Bird. The Dog Bird, yes, and. Um, Dogbert, Lord of the Dogburgery today. <laughs> it is. I re- I really like it. Like I really like the game. I've I've wanted to like it, so that helps. Um, but sometimes that doesn't. That's not enough. This game is is frustrating. There's there are still times when it's um, not really clear what it is that you're supposed to do. I'm probably halfway through the game at this point, and um, there you know, in your bird dog burger gets more powers and gets more skills over time, listens to you better, all that stuff that that's kind of, I guess more or less common knowledge now, but, uh, I've been, en- I've enjoyed it. Uh, it's just another one of those games where I, it's now I've had to make myself sit down to, to play it. Um, because I don't want to forget where I am or lose my place and all that. So I, I've been playing that. Uh, and I've also been playing, um, uh, rocket league. Uh, my son, my son got Rocket League. Rocket League. He well, finally I, let well, me I, play it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, he, he yeah. let me play it, and so uh, you know, secretly I'm getting much better than him, so it won't be fun when he plays me anymore. But uh, exactly, I won't tell him. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. I'll sandbag and uh, just you know destroy him when it comes time to play. Then he will never want to play with me anymore. But. Anyway, I've enjoyed, anyway, I've enjoyed... your kid? This seems Nick. <laughs> What's that? What's that? How old is your son? He's nine. He's nine. Oh, come on. Oh, he, you well, can't ruthlessly destroy a nine-year-old. That's evil. <laughs> You're right, it is. And I wouldn't... I talk big. Although I am... Although I am totally going to do that. I, well, I'm extremely competitive, and I have to just kind of park it in my mind that I'm not going to win this. That I'm not going to... I'm not going to win. So as long as as long as I've got that set in my mind, I'm okay with losing. Otherwise, it kind of does bug me to lose, really, to anybody. It could be a board game, and I'm like, nope. You just landed on my property that I've got 16 hotels on, and I now own all of your property. Yes, son, I know you're nine, but give me all of your property. This is a tough lesson to learn. Lesson to learn. So evil. I mean, I'm like that as well, which is why my entire family gave every single piece of property they owned to my husband because they didn't want to play with me anymore. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely understand. So, well, good. Uh, I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't been playing, haven't as, been much playing as, as, like, as much as I'd like. like but that's okay. That's okay. So, But you love Rocket League. I do. I mean, I like it. I liked it, and um, I'll, it's one of those games you can kind of just pick up. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. 
about you know losing my place or it, in, in terms of skill yeah you do have to practice it to get good at it and there are people who are way better than me um maybe one or two of them in the whole world oh wow but um because oh. i've been playing for like four hours so i should be pretty good at this point wow <laughs> yeah. yeah so but anyway well that uh that's good. We have been active, so no one can say we haven't been, even if it's not current, which we don't really care about. So, I do what I want. Exactly. Do what we want. So speaking of this, though, and, and uh, playing games that uh, you know that have various links of time, and, and uh, some of which you can invest in and realize that you made a terrible mistake, like Halo Wars, how much... Mm-hmm. Gaming time is enough time to sit down, like, and 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 what does it mean by enough time, you know, to game? So, how much gaming time is enough time for you to, like, I guess, sit down and really enjoy a, a session of gaming? I would say two hours minimum. If it's less than that, then I'm like, mm, I could have been doing other things that I would have finished in that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it's like just an hour or 15 minutes or whatever that I have, I w- I'll just watch TV. I won't even put on a game because I want something that's, you know, I can really get involved in and excited about. So minimum two hours for me. Yeah, no, I, I completely can see that. Um, two hours. You know, it's interesting you say that because when I was thinking of this topic, I was like, you know what? I don't know why inherently I will choose not to play a video game depending on how much time I have. I just won't even, it won't even appeal to me to boot it up, you know? Oh, yeah. Because you're not going to be able to get started. Um, Probably one of the most frustrating things recently, I was playing Shadows of Mordor and it was downloading and and, uh, I had gotten through, you know, I think I I may have said this to you before too. It's downloading the rest of the game. And so it let me just play through the story. And so as I'm playing through the story, you know, I get maybe I get like an hour and a half, maybe two hours into the game, and I'm I'm kind of getting addicted. And as you're playing, you you can and you've played it before, but the uh, not for long. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there are generals, there are orc generals throughout it. And uh, if you beat the general, then he's gone. And and if you get beaten by a general, he gets promoted and some other ugly orc takes his place. And um, so I was just going around and, and you know, sniping guys and, and, and taking out hordes of orcs. And, and I, was like, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to take off. I'm going to be done for now. And I'm just going to, I saw no way to save the game or anything like that. And I was like, well, I guess you just turn it off. Maybe it auto saves. I wasn't paying attention. Of course it doesn't. Um, and so I lost all of that. At all, oh, no. all of, Yeah. Yeah. So lost so all that. Lost all that. Oh, my God. Why doesn't it auto save? It's because it wasn't fully downloaded. I think that's I why. I think that's why. Oh, yeah. I've bloody done that before. They shouldn't let you do that. No. Like, no. Like, who has, how long was that intro thing, do you imagine? Like, maybe eight hours. Yeah. Who has eight yeah. hours to go with unsaved progress? No. Just <laughs> let that hang. Like, yep, that was a total worthwhile experience to do all over again tomorrow. 
Well, there's no doubt. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that in my mind that I'm not going to want to go back and do that right now. Like it, once I was done playing it and that happened, I went to boot it up again and realized I was going back through the tutorial. It's like, oh no, Uh, nope, not doing this again. At least not right now. So, what's the most amount of time that you would sit and play a game? Well, to go back to your the to the beginning though, or to the to the first question, I I think that you're probably right that you need about two hours, which I think is explaining why I haven't played a lot of games lately, because uh, I haven't had two hours to sit down, and actually sit down and play a game. Um, but yeah, I would say, especially with games nowadays, two hours is about right. The most I've ever sat down and played, um, I think. It was probably it was sometimes you know it was between seven and eight hours um, where I it, and it's a tie between Final Fantasy VII and Warcraft where I've actually sat and played for at least seven to eight hours straight um, eating at the computer eating at the console um, and uh, and didn't feel disgusted with myself. Um, that's so, half the battle. That's right. <laughs> it's just not feeling disgusted with yourself. Really? No I, joke. Yeah. I, I feel like if I had... Like when I was playing Warcraft at the time, and I played it that long, I was actually playing with my girlfriend. And so uh, that's really the only way I think you can play that long if you're in a, having somewhat of a normal life, what's considered socially acceptable, maybe. For if that's something that's cool to you, something that you aspire to have is what's considered socially acceptable for normal, then if you got to have your significant other in on it, or you can't play it that much, you know, because they're going to want some of your attention, and uh, rightly so, I guess. But uh, that made it a little bit easier. So we would like drink coffee together. We'd sit there, be talking together. We were in the same guild, and and uh, we kind of just we'd play all day sometimes, and that was a lot of fun. When you're playing with someone else. Uh, I don't have that excuse for Final Fantasy. Um, I was just grinding and trying to get uh, beat the Emerald Weapon, which took like an hour to beat by itself. So, What about you? Right. Uh, I would say the longest amount of time that I regularly sit down and play games is probably about six hours. Because after that, you know, I mean... Generally, my husband will just do something else or whatever. But I think after that, I just get tired of being in the same spot. Right. Um, You know, we don't really use our living room here because the good TV's in our room. So six hours is a long time to be horizontal and play. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think gaming is generally more comfortable, bizarrely enough, on a couch. It is. (laughs) uh, you know, it's a lot of time to just lay there and play a game. So I think after six hours, I'm pretty much done. Although that is not the longest amount of time I've ever played a game. I think I've definitely done 36 hours, maybe with like a two hour like nap stint in the middle. But that was like when I was in college. Uh, I haven't done anything like that in a long time now that I'm an old person. What is the game that, that could take your 36 oh, hours? playing city of heroes city of heroes yeah yeah we were getting ready for uh uh the city of heroes item of power trial and like collecting things and getting everybody set up and making sure we had enough like 
uh, gear in the base and, and things like that, enhancements and whatnot. So, yeah, we, me and the other guild leaders were up for a long time making sure that everything was ready because you only had a window to, like, do this raid. Um, and so we needed everything to be ready when everyone got online. So, sure, sure. Yeah, that was the longest time that I've ever, like, been continuously playing a game. But, you know, I, I haven't really done that since I've, you know, become a proper middle-aged adult. <laughs> you know, it just different priorities and, you know, got other stuff to do in the day. Would you? Would you? you know what? Probably not. I mean, 36 hours is a long time. Yeah. Just like six hours is a long time to be in one place. And I don't really, even if I did have a group of people who wanted to do that, which I don't think I do. Uh, I don't. I think I would just get bored. I'm gonna be honest. Like just sitting yeah. in the same yeah. place for the whole time. I mean, it was a bit different when you're younger. You know, you kind of just live off of social interaction and pizza. You know, but now I need to get exactly. up and move and go yeah. to the gym and you know, like. <laughs> you got different priorities, and that's just how it is. You know. Every once in a while, I mean, Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely understand, and I think that's. <laughs> As we change and as you get older or as you just your your interests change, I think that that affects um, gameplay time. But um, what would you say is too much? Would you say 36 hours is too much? Well, look. Or is there, it relative? I I would split that into two like categories. Like how much gaming time is too much for a human and how how long is too long of a game? Right. Like, yeah. Because at the end of the day, MMOs and things like that are never-ending games. Right. So that's fine. Right. You go into them knowing that you need to stop when you as a human think you've had enough. Because it's never going to be over. Even Blizzard tells you when to go outside. But so. Yeah, exactly. Um, the difference is, is when you get a game, and I, it's not to rag on this game specifically, but... Batman Arkham Asylum is a perfect example <laughs> of a game that I sat and played for six hours and only made 14% progress. And I was yeah, like, this yeah. is too long. Um, and I think, you know, having put, you know, 300 hours into several different titles, I think sometimes the games have gotten too big. To where you've got all these different side quests, and if you want to do completionist, you know, you're putting 300 hours in or more, you know, to get, I think I got to like level 62 on Mass Effect Andromeda. I think I did just about everything you could do in the game. And I think it was like a hundred, maybe 120 hours. So it wasn't even that long, but because it wasn't that fun by the end of it, I was like, this is tedious. And then I vowed to like never turn it on again and not download any of the DLC. Nice. <laughs> Whereas like Dragon Age Inquisition, I put well over 300 hours in that. I've done all of the DLC that you could possibly do. Like I couldn't get enough of that game. And, you know, yeah. that's a bit yeah. different. But I think if it's a, a story based game, if it's not an open world, something like Batman Arkham Asylum seems very long. Even though it's not a true open world, it's like kind of like a zonal game. Right. Uh, that one seemed a bit long. And there have been some games that seemed like way too short. Like, to be honest, every single Telltale game is too short. Every single one I've ever played. 
Right. It's and just, the most recent one, to me, was the shortest. Except for, well, the New Frontier, I think, is older than uh, Guardians. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the New Frontier was the shortest one I've played so far. I mean, that was super short. I don't know how many hours I put into it. I want to say, like, maybe 12? Maybe? Yeah. Maybe less? Maybe 10? Uh, so I would say that seemed a bit too short. I think you shouldn't be able to beat a game in a single session because if you're paying 60 bucks for it, you didn't get your money's worth, in my opinion. Right. And I think you shouldn't, it shouldn't take more than three or four sessions to be a story-based game. Okay. Because after, you know... if you got to play a game every single day, maybe it would be different. Maybe you'd want to play it for a whole week or whatever. Yeah. But if I'm playing three or four sessions, that's two weeks to a month for me to finish a game. And, yeah. you know, I rent it by the month, so it just makes sense to me that they'd be shorter than that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that that affects... That's the first time I found a flaw in your system for playing games. And I don't know that it's necessarily a flaw, but I can see where it affects your look, the way you look at the game. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Um, <laughs> flaw is a strong word. Um, I would agree with you. I think that too much is so relative. It's it's difficult to say what's too much. Too much, honestly, for me is if it is prevent if you if it is preventing you from taking care of like any addiction, preventing you from doing things that you need to do on a day-to-day basis. Like you're not, you don't take care of your personal hygiene. You are missing work. You are, now, I'm not even going to lie, when the Burning Crusade came out, I was there at midnight, I had to work the next morning, and I still was there at midnight and played for, you know, a couple hours after that. So, you know, I didn't get any sleep, but I still went to work, you know. Um, I have... You know, you I'm know, taken I, off work for a game, and but I don't. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's more considerate that. than just not showing up the next day. Right. And right. I and even, I even. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. I think it's if it's a chronic thing where you you know it's it's preventing you know you're it's affecting your your livelihood. You know, you take off a day for a game. I think that's fine because people do that for sporting events or concerts or other stuff like that. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think that if it became excessive, and I think that again is also kind of relative, but you know, you know, you're you're ignoring other uh, priorities and obligations that you have, then that that's too much. So, however much that is for you, if that's you know, if you don't, if you're not take, paying attention to your children, at children all, at all, then then um, uh, maybe you should maybe play you should as much, play as much, you know. Um, I mean, um, you just want to beat your children at Rocket League, so I'm just saying, I'm just saying they don't they don't try to come into the paint on me either. So <laughs> they're they're going to teach them how to shoot threes. But yeah, so I, I, how much is too much? Is it's, I think it's relative. If it's starting to impede your your day to day life, uh, or it's preventing you from accomplishing what you what you need to do on a day to day basis. I think that that's too much, and whatever that is for you, sometimes it takes someone letting you know what that is. Uh, I know for me, and and as you said earlier, when you're younger and I don't have as many obligations, then I could play a six, seven, eight-hour session and that not be that big of a deal. I could even break it up over the course of a day 
maybe get up early and play play at night and end up playing you know closer to 10 hours in a in a given session and i didn't have anything else you know i also didn't do that every single day you know maybe i did that sunday or you know saturday night and sunday or something like that i remember me and one of my best friends played baldur's gate uh two baldur's gate 2 on playstation 2 and we were playing it if if you've ever played that game you actually can play through it and then once you finish it you can play through it again you can actually play through it multiple times uh, and each time you do it you can get better and better um armor and stuff like that it's just a it's it's just like uh uh diablo in that you know it's a dungeon crawler and it's it's all about the treasure and right you're, you know, and so you're constantly trying to get the next best digital weapon, and yeah, uh, the weapon. And it, and it was fun though. And it was fun because it was couch co-op where you're sitting there, and me and my best friend could sit there and play together. Yeah. Um, and and that was the draw. If he wasn't there, I probably would not have played it as much as I did that day. You know, but, <laughs> but anyway. So, you know, too much is too much is definitely relative. So. Well, that topic is brought to you by our sponsor, Audible.com. Do you remember how nice it is to have stories read to you as a child? Well, it's way better as an adult, and you can even have famous people do it. Check out Audible's trial service by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and receive a free audiobook download and 30-day trial and check out their service. Amanda, what is our recommendation this week? I put it up on the message Believe board. It's Believe it's it. Yes, it is. It is Eddie Izzard's Believe Me, a memoir of love, death, and jazz chickens. I really like Eddie Izzard. I think he's an interesting person and a pretty funny comedian. And he will read his book to you for 14 hours and 37 minutes for free if you get the trial. Look at that. Famous people reading you books. You can head over to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast to get that free title now. Or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Topic three. How long should games be then? Since we're talking about how long games or some games are too big and how much is too much, well, how long should a game be? You know, And if it's not long enough, do you feel cheated? You know, Is, is, uh, is it too short or... Or, uh, you know, if it's too short, do you feel, you know, like you didn't get your money's worth? And, you know, how does that play into pricing and stuff like that? There's a lot of questions here. A lot packed into that question. I'm, I'm going to be very methodical about it because <laughs> I, this is how it works out in my mind. Right. Essentially want the game to be at least one hour for every two dollars I spend on it. Okay. Um, so it works out that if it's a $60 title, I want it to be a 30 hour game at least of like core content, not talking about the extra like side stuff. And if it's a $30 game, then, you know, it can be 16 hours, 12 hours, somewhere around there. But that's, you know, core content, not counting side stuff. I think side stuff, you know, it depends on what time, but I think sometimes developers put in a load of side content to say that they have it. And they could have spent more time refining the core product, Mass Effect Andromeda being a perfect example of this, where if they had just focused on making a really great core story, maybe they wouldn't have had all the other problems with animations and things like that and clipping and bugs because, you know, they 
had all these other teams working on side missions that just kind of diluted as how good the game could be. Right. So for me, I, every two bucks I spend, I want one hour of content. At least. It is, it is methodical. Very, nah. very precise. Ah, um, the old brain. Uh, I guess that's a good question. If that if we went by that logic, then there are not very many sixty dollars games. Um, and you know the most of the ones that are that kind of fit that that uh description, I think, were are probably worth sixty dollars. You know, to me, um, or more. Um, the price of the game to me, yes, it absolutely matters. And yes, there are games that I would not have paid full it price for. Matter, and I was about to say the direct debit five thousand. Ching 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 ching. <laughs> yes, there are games that that definitely make. I mean, like let's say let's take a game like Gears of War. Um, I've really I've always loved and enjoyed the Gears of War franchise. Uh, the campaign for that is rarely more than twelve hours long. Um. I kind of like the uh, the multiplayer, but it's definitely multiplayer's never been, especially online multiplayer's never been my thing. So shoehorning that into Mass Effect to me was one of the worst things. I had friends that loved the Mass Effect multiplayer stuff; it just wasn't for me. And in terms of like like the gameplay and and how uh, you know with Gears of War, it's to me, it's the the meat and potatoes of, of that particular game are the is the is the campaign, and so you get to know who the characters are, and you kind of care about them. Uh, you get to know how to play the game. So if you want to play multiplayer, that's fine. But it's never been what I was most interested in, and I was fine with paying the money for that game uh, because I, even though the story was pretty, you know, paint by numbers, whatever, it, it's it was still interesting enough to me, and I enjoyed the world and getting back into it. Um, so I didn't mind paying the money for that, um, but you know, uh, I don't know. A, a game like Rocket League uh, is not a sixty-dollar game, and it's just it's simple enough of a premise that you know. Uh, and I think I think new it may be twenty-nine bucks or something like that, which to me is still probably too much for that particular game. Um, but I, there is more time that you will invest in that game than you will in in any of the others, and so it's like it's hard to for me for I, me I, abs- I absolutely I see absolutely the see the reasons why reasons you did why it, you did it and why you put and the, why you the put the price tag the, on the price tag on the time the time. But for but for, for me for me, it's just hard to it's it's hard to do that when you look at all these games and see how much time you could actually spend playing Rocket League and. The money that you spent on the game versus how much time you spent—I mean, obviously that's a much better purchase. But it's who—who who knows when it's going to be like that? Not all games kind of work out that way. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I—I I, I definitely have felt cheated on some of these uh, Telltale games, even though I've really enjoyed them. Uh, the time that I've spent on each one of them—I—I I, I equated about two hours per episode. That's usually about how long an episode lasted. And for most of the games, that's pretty accurate. Like uh, almost every one of the first four or five uh, Telltale games, each episode is about two hours. So you end up getting five episodes or so. Maybe I think most of them are five episodes. You get ten to twelve hours of playtime. 
Uh, and if you wanted to go back through and make different decisions, you could replay it. There's, there is replayability for some of those games. But uh, on mobile, they weren't, they weren't sixty bucks. No, no. They, even even on uh, Xbox, they're like twelve ninety nine or something like that, or fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. So. yeah, which is I guess better. But I felt with the most recent Walking Dead game that it was shorter than the other ones. It absolutely was. Yeah. But for the same price. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel you know when you've set precedents that right for fifteen ninety nine you get this amount of experience and this type of experience. And then they say for 1599, you now get smaller experience. Yeah. And I think yeah. that is where I'm trying to make the connection between the money that you spend. Cause for example, you know, you could spend 1599 and you could get an Xbox 360 game, for example, that is, you know, far cry, whatever, you know, that is way longer and would provide you way more content than it does. Right. No, that, that's true. And that's a game to me, Far Cry, um, I would even say maybe Grand Theft Auto in a way, um, even though I think GTA got too big for me. Um, where uh, I mean, you could have spent, especially in the last two, you could have spent much of your day doing mundane things, almost like The Sims, um, and never actually get into the game content if you didn't want to. Just drive around. You could be a taxi driver or just drive a, a an ambulance and take people to the hospital for eight hours. You could do that. Um, I, think, I think you've brought me full circle on this other game, or maybe full circle is the wrong uh, phrase. I think it's more of a 180 on... Uh, on Arkham Asylum or on the Batman games in general, I'm I'm I've never I've really, never really never bothered, never bothered me, me that that I was halfway, I through, was the halfway game through the game and really only and really was only twenty two percent completion completion <laughs> that didn't bother <laughs> that me didn't bother me what bothers me what bothers now me now is to think that I could that have I... done forty or fifty percent of the game finish the game. And still had 50% of the game not done, or not even close to being done, because of all these arbitrary fetch quests, or all of those <laughs> stupid... Because uh, the, the trophies, I never I never cared about. Like, I never cared about the Riddler trophies, because I'd get there, and I, I don't know if it was my ADD or whatever, but I would be trying to get one, and I'd throw a couple batarangs and realize, oh, that's how it goes. Okay, well, I just, I don't give a shit. So I'm going to go on, and... Oh, there's the man bat, you know, and then I'd fly over there wherever the man bat is and, and do something else. So, you know, but so the the actual time or the the campaign portion of it and, or some of the other cool stuff. I mean, I really enjoyed that. What what frustrates me now is how enlightened I am to how falsely how packed it was with just arbitrary busy work, busy work. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, people well, are entitled to enjoy what they enjoy, uh, right, but I right. feel that the tendency with modern game publishers is to throw a load of crap at the wall and say, you'll like something, right? you know, right. instead of carefully crafting an experience that they want to deliver. You know, even if not everybody likes it, I mean, not everybody likes Telltale Games in their style, but... They're crafted in a specific manner, and they do a specific thing, and that is what they are. You know, right. like, right. 
they they don't throw in an optional multiplayer, you know, yeah. for yeah. funsies. You know, they don't they don't have weird fetch quests or alternate um, uh, player characters. You know, you are told the story the way they want you to receive it and right. as the PC that they want you to be. So I, I just feel like, you know, not to rag on Batman, I know a lot of people like it. Um, so I'll use a different example of Fallout. Yeah, there is a load of arbitrary BS in Fallout. When I realized that, you know, it didn't make a difference whether or not I spent time crafting my settlements or not, I stopped doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't care. I do not care. Also, when I realized there was a maximum number of things that you could have in a settlement, that like put the nail in the coffin. Because I, I did the castle very early on in the game, um, <laughs> and I started ramming it full of things because I wanted it to be where I sent all of my, um, all my sidekicks so I could go and retrieve them again when I needed them. Oh yeah. And there was like, oh, there's a maximum number of things you can put in here and a maximum number of people, and I was just like. All right. Yep. I'm nope. I'm done with this concept. And then every single time I got one of those stupid missions where your settlement is being attacked or whatever, just ignored it. And guess what? Nothing happened. <laughs> no settlement got overtaken. None of that happened because if you put, you know, six turrets and a decent amount of people in there, nothing is going to happen. You just ignore that part for the rest of the game. Sounds so, like you said six turds. So. <laughs> you know, or that. Either either one. I just feel like that's an example of a feature where they're like, someone will like this. But it kind of took away from all the interesting and cool parts of the story, you know, because it did take a lot of time to capture and fortify those settlements. If you add up the hours you spend capturing and fortifying settlements and setting up trade routes and doing all this other bollocks, it's just a whole lot of time spent doing nothing that most people care about in the game. You On know? a side note, and this I think this is related, though, <laughs> have you ever played a game? Like we're we're I would con I would consider us experienced gamers whether we're really good at it or not is is another thing but we're experienced we've played games you know what to look for you know uh, when you're playing games with somebody who doesn't know who what doesn't to know what to look have they ever have got, they ever frustrated, frustrated with you based on the way that you play like like because for instance let's say I'm playing Gears of War and uh, or a game like it where you know there are things hidden in random places okay so uh as as they are in most games if you're playing the last of us you know you're gonna have to rummage through things to find items so that you can put them together well i'm looking for dog tags or something and so i'm gonna run to the farthest corner of a place that nobody's been on the map to go see if that's where they hid some because that's what they do you know they hide them in random ass places and so uh, I remember I was sitting there and my buddy was just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Why are you running way over there? Why are you just running in these rooms that you've already been in and kicking shit over? Kicking shit over. And, and I was like, well, it's hard to explain, but I was like, there's stuff hidden here. And, and that, that in a way, I guess, arbitrarily extends gameplay time as well. Um, but have you ever experienced that though? I... I generally don't get annoyed when people want to do like, you know, collect the glowies or whatever. What I do get annoyed is like when people don't understand how to use like standing turrets or to break them off and move them, you know, not, not necessarily <laughs> like, you know, Halo is a good example, but lots of games have this sort of thing or like, um, when 
they absolutely suck with a particular weapon, but they have it still on their character and they run over ammo that you need and you actually know how to use that gun. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> then the ammo is gone and it's been wasted. Um, yeah, no, me and my husband sometimes get into arguments because I'm like, why would you do that? You don't know how to use a bolt shot. The struggle is real. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I think I, I would say we're tenured gamers, you know, tenured. I like that. That's a good way to put it. Better years of our life, you know, but yeah, I think understanding of basic game mechanics does sometimes mean that it's difficult to explain to somebody who doesn't really play games right. and you're like, no, 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 you know, they're going to respawn. No, no, because that door's blocked off and there's going to be an ambush. Just there will. That's how games work. That's how games so, work. We know how this, this is a trope. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's interesting to say that though, because there is no way to say, this is another topic too. It's just something that came to me as we we're talking about this, you know, in terms of how we even play games, but because we've played games and because it's difficult to, and we're tenured, as you said, it's difficult to be surprised now even by some things because you know how games work. It's a lot like movies. It's, you know, that the movie Scream, when it came out and it kind of turned all the horror movie tropes on their head, you know, these things happen in horror movies. If you say, I'm going to be right back, that means you're definitely going to die. Um, and things like that, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, think I don't that, know. I think that, like, if there is a switch, you need to pull that switch. You know what I mean? And like, as soon as you, pull, as soon it, as you pull, something's something going. Is... Some monster or boss or something's about to be released, and then you'll be able to advance. But that's going to happen as well. You know. You know when they say uh, when there are optional mission objectives, a good portion of the time, if you don't do those optional objectives, it's actually going to be harder to complete the mission. Yeah. So yeah. like when they're like um like I was playing Halo Wars and there's one where you have to do like a base defense and it was like upgrade five turrets, capture all mini bases, uh do this and this and the other thing. And when I was playing in this mission because it was a timed defend your base sort of situation, I was like, right, so if I don't do these optional things, I'm left with one headquarters and four turrets. Yeah. So I pretty much have to do these things in order to make it feasible. There was also a giant switch in the middle of the in the middle of the map. Oh, I wonder what that does. Gives them direct access to attack my base. Let me make sure to build this mini base right next to it to protect people from that situation. You know, like sometimes it's very obvious yeah. what they're getting at, you know, and I think you're correct that having experienced a lot of games that you kind of anticipate that, and it sometimes does kind of suck the surprise out of it. But I think there are, maybe that's why I lean more towards story-based games, where, you know, you can't anticipate really how the story's going to go. If they're very good at, like, subtle foreshadowing and they don't go crazy, um, you know, you're not really going to figure it out before the reveal. I think, you know, in the most recent Walking Dead is a perfect example of a scene that I've definitely quoted several times, and I'm not going to do any spoilers, but just a scene that completely took me off guard, considering I spent the whole time being an absolute angel. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And on purpose, I was trying to be, like, the most non-confrontational, sweetest human being on planet. I didn't resort to any violence, you know. It's very hippie. Um, and then the scene happened, and I was like, what the hell? You yeah. know? No, because I the of it is they were just trying to show you that look you cannot no matter how nice you are sometimes people are just damaged yeah. you know and 
there's nothing you can do about it. And then, you know, you deal with those consequences however you want to, but you weren't going to change that, you know? Yeah. So I feel like story-based games and RPGs are a lot easier for people who are kind of noobs to the genre to experience and have the same level of experience. But you've still got to know how to operate a dialogue wheel. You've still got to know what, you know, whatever the game's version of Paragon and Renegade choices are. You know, you there's yeah. still... Which is hard ne- to know in Andromeda. You know, for, yeah. they, they kind of have done away with that for the most part. But I think that that raises another good point, and that's right along lines of this question, is that, you know, how long a game should be a lot of times depends on the genre that... Uh, you know these the story based games which are my favorite as well for the same reasons is that you know you they give you they give you you know the the mechanics in the beginning and then from there it's really not about the mechanics anymore as much as it is about the story so you know the mechanics you know how these things work they may add some bells and whistles here and there but for the most part it's really just you know the story and that's what's keeping you coming back and and progressing through and and all of that stuff and and uh you know but the bad thing for that is too if you if they make it too difficult or if they stretch out these the the portions of the game that push the story forward too far apart or uh, you know and 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 they again arbitrarily pack it with stuff that just is busy uh and then you start missing out on the story and forgetting why you're even doing it uh you know i think that that takes away from it as well but um I think genre has a lot to do with how long, do with a, how game long a game should be. Should be. Yeah. And I find that it's difficult to get immersed in any experience where it's hard to track what's actually going on. Like, even Halo Wars 2, the story isn't very, um, you know, it's not very long. It's mostly just cutscenes before you go into another, like, RTS situation. But because pretty much every other word was some random word from Halo canon that I may or may not remember, it was (laughs) like trying to follow along in a paragraph where a third of the words are blank, you know? Yeah. And at a certain point, even though I never experienced a campaign before, to start skipping the cutscenes, which to me is like I'm absolutely not engaged at all because I will not skip a cutscene generally. Yeah. And yeah. I was skipping every single cutscene, both the the video like nice fancy CG cutscenes and the just intro mission cutscenes. I didn't even care what my objective was. I was like, man, I'll figure it out when I get on the ground. And that's when I was like, you know what, I don't I don't think this is for me. I like the Hello franchise and everything, but I never played that game to yeah. really yeah. care a whole lot about the story. Uh, aside from Master Chief who's the only one I cared about but the whole covenant and their war and the arbiters and what's going on. I didn't care and I still don't. And, you know, trying to package up an RTS with that didn't really help me enjoy uh, that game genre anymore. I'm going to be honest though. In my opinion, the, I don't, I don't know that the story the story is really secondary in RTSs though you know at secondary at best and I the reason I say that is because having played StarCraft and Warcraft and I played Halo Wars uh the first one when it first came out uh I liked RTSs but I couldn't tell you the story and and I might be alone in this but the thing is is yes I do realize there's a story yes I realize there are characters and but like 
it definitely takes a back seat to whatever it is that you're doing at that time, learning what you're what your, uh, you know, your army types are and, you know, what resources do you need? And all that stuff was more important uh, than ultimately what, you know, what the story was there. And even though, even if you take control of a character that has a very specific powers and you're not necessarily required to, you know, build a base or doing like that. And they, and they have these missions sometimes in these games, I think to further the story, you know, they're trying to to tell a particular story, but they're giving you an opportunity to kind of play that out in an RTS fashion. And, um, and that, that's great and all, but again, it's like I said, it takes a back seat to the gameplay so much so that you're like, I, I lose what it is that I'm really like, I can't tell you the plot of Starcraft really. I kind of can tell you. Um, but, and with Warcraft, like I had to go back and, listen to someone tell me what the the actual plot of Warcraft 1 and 2 were even though it has been a long time and that is part of it but the other part was the story the cutscenes were just terrible too but the story took a back seat i mean you just really don't you i'm like oh, okay now i've got goblin zeppelins this this time i know i've got a new army type that's the coolest part i don't give a shit why i really don't even care you know how that how that was added did we just bring the goblins in were they just accepted into the horde i don't know honestly could care less yeah. i just know that i've got new army types and they're kind of cool and i that's how i get my people from a to b you know yeah so, anyway yeah i see i approached it differently because i never play rts games as a general rule I was like, yeah. oh, Halo, maybe this will be a way for me to find this genre of game fun. No. Nope. Nope. Oh, that's that's exactly how I got into uh, uh, War- or, uh, World of Warcraft, was that I was a huge fan of all things Blizzard, but I, I just never could get into a, even Star Wars Online, you know, I, I, or Star Wars Galaxies didn't and i'm as big a fan as i am of star wars i was like that's just it doesn't it didn't appeal to me and and uh world of warcraft did talking about a, how uh a time sink all of those are time sinks so oh yeah <sighs> i mean i i generally will not pick up an mmo because i know i don't have the time to commit to being any good at it right right anymore you know which is a shame but you know it it's difficult because I like that's my favorite genre, yeah. but also it requires a whole lot of commitment. It's not fair to other people if you're like in a guild or whatever and you're never on. And I don't know, it's just I don't need that extra stress in my life. <laughs> well, if you're more of a completionist as well, which you kind of are in a way, I don't think you kind of are. I think you are, and you are playing a, a, an MMO, well, then you need to have the highest eye level. You need to be raiding when it's open. You know, you need to, uh, you know, and, and be doing these things with your guild because that sets you at the top tier of the players. You know, that's that's the completionist. You've gotten the best mounts and gotten all these other things. And for me, I want those things, but I am very realistic with myself that I don't have the time to do that, you know. Um, and so I, I'm... I, as much as I would like some of those mounts and 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 some of that stuff, um, you know, I, I accept I accept my lot in that game that I'm not going to get it, and uh, <laughs> and the fact that my guild's not active, um, I also accept that I pretty much have played the game by myself almost the whole time, you know, all but yeah. a couple of years. Um, 
But, uh, you know, and wrapping that, that segment up, I mean, do you have an example maybe of a game where you felt cheated based on the money that you've spent on the game and, and the length of time and, and uh, besides Batman Arkham Asylum? <laughs> <laughs> Um, or is or the Batman games they are the best example for you I mean to be fair that was the first one that I thought of but I would say I would say it's definitely happened but because I rent games and yeah. I don't pay the full $60 price I tend to just kind of brush it off there was one game that I rented called Technomancer and it was so shite I was mad that it even came in the post <laughs> for free you know what I mean I think yeah. that yeah. is you know I, it wasn't short it was just it was well it was short but it was short and horrible yeah so you know that that's another recent game but I, I because I rent it and I only pay you know, 12 pounds a month for the privilege of playing as many games as I possibly can in a one month period. Uh, I, how bad can I actually complain? Right. Yeah, <laughs> you do have a, you do have a, a, uh, an advantage, I guess, in that respect. I mean, um, you two can rent your games. It's just you that arbitrarily wants clutter. I, I know. Um, and I'm not a hoarder either. Really, You should try it. Try it. Only put games on your list that you just wanted to play out of curiosity and never wanted to own. Yeah. And then yeah. you'll never go back, man. Interesting. I, I don't know if I have some false sense of needing to support the game industry that I don't do that. Man. But I don't know if that's making a difference or not, you know. And it definitely isn't. Because you'll still <laughs> buy big AAA titles. Like, I still bought Dragon Age. I still bought Mass Effect. Because I know yeah. those are games I'm going to want to spend a lot of time on. When they have DLC coming out, I know I'm going to want to get it. But 99% of games I do not buy. Right. And I feel like I've, I've, I've contributed. The game industry is not going to die if you rent some games. Right. Well, and that really doesn't change how I do things now. Anyway, you know, it just means that I'll probably buy a few less games that I didn't want anyway. Um, I, you know, to, to answer that question, though... Um, about a game I felt cheated on purchasing, um, I would say the last three sports games that I purchased, um, have, I felt cheated on, and and I feel cheated because, cheated because uh, I knew better than to buy them. Um, you and, don't like and, sports games. Why did you buy them? Well, they weren't for me. They were for my son. Um, and he does play them, and he and his friends play them enough. But I've, but I've always been of the mindset, well, not always, but over the last probably 10 years or so, I've been of the mindset that, uh, you know, the Madden games and the, in the NBA 2K and, and even the baseball games are all, they're not worth the $60 price tag. Like, they're not making advances in the game play enough to ever require that, that price tag. And so um, I've tried to buy them either, buy them used, either. Uh, or later on when, uh, you know, the, the price has dropped enough on a used game that it's, you know, 15, 16 bucks. Because you get nothing for trading them in. And that's because they know exactly what we're saying is that they're, it's just not worth it. You know, it, uh, there's not that there's that, not that, that, that big of an advance of an or that advance. drastic of a change to warrant the $60 price tag. So. You should rent 
your son the sports games, and then when he's done playing them or the next one comes out, you just send it back. You will yeah. save yourself a fortune, and he could have it on like week one for it's true. ten dollars. That's true. And you know that's a game that, uh, to me, doesn't necessarily deserve to be supported um, because of the the nature of it and the way that they go about doing stuff. So yeah, yeah. I've just saved you a fortune. You right? did. You did. Thank you. High five, Amanda. Virtual high five. Boop. All right. So our final segment in our in our uh, category we like to call featured favorites. We would we're this is where we basically discuss like one of our featured favorites where you compile a list and a list and at the end actually release, release if we ever keep up with it. Up with it. Uh, what our favorite oh. games are now these aren't necessarily the most critically acclaimed games. These are our though the hosts of Retro Rebel. This is these are our favorite games. So some of them are, you know, probably not critically acclaimed. Uh, we say I say that as a disclaimer because I'm sure I'm going to list a game that's not one day. So. So Amanda, what is a what is your what is your favorite featured favorite for this week? For this week. Um, now I think in future we should probably read out what our previous feature favorites are. So we I don't will. We will as soon as we know. I may be choosing the same one, and we've only been doing this for like three weeks. But I really, really love it. So if I have, screw it, I choose it twice. But Far Cry Blood Dragon is the best <laughs> I've ever played in my life. I feel like you. That was your very first one. Uh, for some reason, but if it's not, we're gonna put it on your list twice. Yeah, look, put it on the put it on the list three times okay. because <laughs> it's so good. The predator opening sequence, like with long tall Sally playing in the background in a helicopter, shooting a Gatling gun out of the side of a helicopter at a tower, is amazing. Every part about it is cheeky. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Just reminds me, I have to play it again. <laughs> well, that's good. Is this a game that you own? Yeah, yeah, I got it, but I got it for like two bucks on like a Games with Gold sale on Boxing Day over here. So yeah, it was super, super cheap. Um, and an interesting fact: when you move from the U.S. to the U.K. and you have almost $500 worth of rock band songs. They let you keep your Xbox um your Xbox region as the USA, which means that even though I live in the UK, I can buy things at the USA price. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's good. It's very nice. Thanks Xbox. Love you, bros. <laughs> well, um I'm glad that I am glad personally that you get to do that as well. Um I, I'm sure that y'all get deals over there that you're, you're missing out on, uh, but I don't know if it would be worth it to change it to uh, the UK. The UK. Definitely not, because my husband has uh, his account as a UK account, so I get both. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I just both change it to his profile, and it's all good. Nice. Well, my featured favorite uh, is a game that's that's near and dear and close to my heart and one that um, may be surprising. Uh, I'm quite sure, for some reason, I'm just sure that you did not play this game. Um, I don't know why, but we'll find out here in a second. Second. Is it but, uh, but, uh, no, 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 it's no, not. It's, no, actually, it's actually a actually PlayStation a... 2 game. Uh, Kingdom uh, Hearts Kingdom 2. Yeah, um, of course I didn't play that game. Oh my god, I'm not five year old. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> no. I knew you were gonna say that. And and No. 
the it's not because I'm an overly big Disney fan. Actually, the reason that I really enjoyed and and look forward to that game is because for the first time I was a huge Square fan. Like Square Enix or Square or Final Fantasy in particular. In particular. Yeah, I I loved Final Fantasy games, and so to have Disney, which I mean, if if you don't like Disney. At least you people should respect them, probably because they can come to your house and they know where you live. But at the very least, you know, understand that they, you know, that they put out a good product. And so I like Disney. I don't. I'm not a hater. I don't dislike them. Um, I was kind of an anti-Disney person until Marvel, and I've seen what they've done with Marvel. But they're about to take over the world with all their movies. Uh, regardless. When this movie came out, or this game came out, um, I think this was like 2004 or 2005 or something like that. Uh, so it is relatively old. But they were combining uh, you know, uh, uh, Final Fantasy characters with uh, you know Disney and Disney Worlds. And uh, I had played the first one, but the second one just, it kind of, it took you to other worlds that, that I had, did not expect. I mean, you went to... You know, the Halloween world where you were, uh, you know, where Jack Skellington is. Um, I just, I like, there was a bit of whimsy to it. I, I, I just really enjoyed that escape. I liked, I love the music. Like, I am actually a really big fan of the music of that game. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what drew me in, especially from the first one. And so, uh, Simple and Clean, I think, was the song. Um, uh, and I think it's by Utada, and I'm sure this is all stuff that you're very familiar with, Amanda. You know, Japanese pop singers. Oh yeah, man, I can't get enough of Utada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's definitely not a song that I play with the family, not because it's inappropriate, but because they're like, "What is this?" And I'm like, uh, "Oops, switch it to switch it back to Selena Gomez." Sorry. Um. But anyway, so I, I really enjoyed that game. It's one of my favorite games. It holds a special place in my heart I, I because I think the story is relatively convoluted. So it's like explaining that is uh, nearly impossible. I listened to somebody try to explain it, you know, in a few minutes, and it goes off the rails immediately. So it's not like you're you're not necessarily playing it for the story, although... If you can get through it and you can follow it enough, I wouldn't try to explain it to anybody else, but I'm I dig it. So I'm into I'm 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 into the story. And I know that they're about to come out with another Kingdom Hearts. I say about to. Um I think it's been delayed kind of more or less delayed for a few years now, so I don't know when it or if it's gonna come out. It's supposed to come out next year sometime. So we'll see. But um King, Kingdom Hearts two is 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 my featured favorite this week. Uh one of my favorite games, uh I know that there's a there's a um, bundle on PlayStation uh, where you can actually order or you can you can download all of the games because they've got a bunch of like intermediate games. They're not like true full sequels, but they do add to the story. And by add to the story, I mean make it more confusing. So you can check that out. I'm sure you would like to, Amanda. No. I was just noticing how the connect distorts my hand. Look at this. Look at my. This is my normal handling, and then when I put it on the white background, watch it's gonna grow. Yeah, I was wondering, yeah, why, I was wondering your why your fingernails were so long. So I was like, that is how a... creepy is that? <laughs> <laughs> Look at my long creepy hand, guys. If you ever wanna have some fun with the connect, just put your hand on a white surface and watch it freak out. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> 
I have weird skeleton hands now. Yeah, if they could only see it. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you like this and want to see more from us, you can support us on Patreon at patreon slash templeofgeek. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. Please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download and rate us, because that really helps our show. Until next time. See you later.